There's a new PSP in town, the PlayStation Portal. Sony's released new details on the Project Q handheld. We'll talk specs, pricing, and is it worth picking up? And Gamescom just took place. We got a ton of news and new announcements that came out of that event. We're going to talk about all this and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? It's time for another huge episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there every single Monday. We're coming to you on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services everywhere. GNW, that's all you got to remember. Just type in those three little letters and you'll get us. Talking news. My name is Erock the Red, joined every week by this guy right here. Full clip. What's the haps? Oh man, you said it. This is this is going to be a huge episode. There is so much to get through because of Gamescom. Yeah, but I'm re I'm really looking forward to talking to you about what I played this week because I didn't even tell you, but I picked up Baldur's Gate three. You and did. It's been my life. Oh yes. man, this this episode just got much longer because I want to hear all about <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Oh God. So I picked it up like Tuesday night, and I've probably got 24 hours at least Ooh. into it so far. Uh, okay. First of all, what kind of character are you playing? I am an assassin. I, I don't think I can remember like where I branched from there, but it, it uses magic, a little bit of magic, sure. whatever. Cool. Or, sorry, not assassin. What am I talking about? Like a... Um, a he uses swords. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm really bad at this d, &D I thing. know. It's as exciting. That's why I, I like it. Um, all right. I guess a warrior or something okay. like that. Yeah, he's got a... Yeah, a, but, but yeah. he typically used like a long sword, but he's also got some magic abilities now. I like it. Um... So what are your what's your take? It's uh, you know it, it lives up to the hype, and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of hype about the game. But I understand why, and it's it's not just like from a gameplay standpoint. It just seems to check all the boxes. If you were to make a list of of all the different criteria that make like a, a great right. game, like music is great, the visuals are great, Dude, the gameplay's yeah. great, all of it. Yep. Dude, and it's just, yeah, they work so hard on this. Like, every single time you talk to a NPC, it goes to, like, a, like a little cutscene, you know? There's no little, there's no dialogue boxes, really, you know? It's all just, it, it, there's every little detail. Have you, you have, uh, you talked to any animals yet? Uh, yeah, using uh, only potions. Yeah. I don't think I have anybody right. who can do it, like, with uh, their own spell or anything. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. It lasts a whole, you know, until a long rest most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, I mean, just even that, like, you could just talk to any animal. Yeah. It's great. Like, there's just so much uh, involved in it. Um, yeah, I haven't, I didn't play much this week. I've been playing, like, um, so much other stuff. A lot of the stuff that came out of Gamescom, like, every time they would say, like, there's a demo available now. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to go try it, you know? So I tried a lot of those demos. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, to hearing more of your adventures in, in, in Baldur's Gate there. Um, I did hear that, well, they just did a huge patch. Like, the very first patch, I'm sure you got, um, it was like over a thousand things were patched out. And mm -hmm. they got a couple more in the works. But, um, yeah, because I'm hearing that Acts 3, once you get to, like, you know, the city, that where there's so many things happening and so many people running around that it's like even the 
the most powerful computers are oh, getting yeah. bogged down. So hopefully by the time you and I get there, it'll be all, you know, smoothed out. So, yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, any romances yet? I'm about to hook up with the green chick from the beginning. The only problem is mm -hmm. there's like, I didn't really understand the whole camp aspect of it at first. So I'm not okay. camping nearly enough. And every time yeah. I go to camp, something else happens. But eventually yeah. she's going to come drag me out of the, the camp or something like that to hook up. Yeah. Do those long rests, man. Because, I mean, it fills everything up. Your spells, your, you know, the, your party spells, your, your, your health. And there's no downside to it. Yeah. You know, it progresses the story. Uh, you get your short rests back. Yeah, definitely um, do a bunch of those. But very cool. Um, what did I play? Um, uh, I played... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's a lot of fun. Um, did you get into that at all? I, I'm waiting to. I should have a party of four that's going to play it, and yeah, nice. we'll, we'll see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even played on the the victim side yet. It's just uh, me and two friends playing, like, because you could do either the three killers or the four, you know, uh, survivors. So we've always just had the three of us who are like, let's do a full party of killers, and that has been a lot of fun. I play this old guy who's got really good hearing and he just does this the whole time. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a blast. I think, um, even like we played it, I don't know, a small handful of times and already like it's, there's a lack of content there and I'm excited for them to put more into it, more maps, more, um, just more everything. And then what else? Oh, I got a, um, I got a, a early copy of Fae Farm, like an Animal Crossing oh. type um, farming thing where you have magic and stuff. I'm playing that with my son. Um, that's that's fun. It's it's a very well made game. Like right now, I'm playing on my Steam Deck and it's not really optimized. So there's a couple times where it's like hit this key and, and it's like hit you know I have to hit the O key or whatever, and yeah. then I have to go in and bind it to like one of the buttons. You know, so uh, there's that. I'm sure it's still like it has it comes out like September eighth or whatever. Um, and what else? I played a demo. That was fun. Axolotl. It was one of the games announced at uh, Gamescom. It's kind of like a vampire survivors type game with an axolotl. Um, that's I'm looking forward to that one. So, yeah, I've been playing ton of just a bunch of random shit. Yeah, yeah, that one sounds so. interesting. I was gonna ask when do we get a when do we get the Q plays Texas Chainsaw video? Yeah, yeah, never. Maybe he'll play some axolotl, which is way more violent like i showed him the trailer for it and it's like this cute axolotl and then it gets like a gun and it just starts shredding everything mm -hmm. with these like and i was like okay maybe not he thought it was hilarious so so yeah i don't know maybe he's becoming a, a, a sociopath he does like to hit the animals in minecraft a lot oh, yeah. he's like it's the only way to get rid of them you gotta <laughs> just hit them a bunch i don't know all right we got a lot to talk about let's move this show along let's talk about our new releases from this past week It was a big week, a big week of releases. The next few weeks are all big, exciting uh, releases that I have no idea when I'm going to get the time to play any of these games. Um, first up, Immortals of Avium came out August 22nd on PC, PS5, and Xbox S and X. This is uh, that first-person shooter, um, but instead of guns, you're using, like, magic. There's 25 different spells, offensive, defensive spells, and then, like, this talent tree where there's over 80 different talents you could learn to like you know keep your your character fresh um 
it looks fun. The gameplay, all the all the things I've seen, the reviews, everything, it make it look great. It's definitely on my, you know, it's on my wish list yeah. uh, of games that I, I want to check out. Um, the one downside I did see that it has a, a very, like, I guess like an uninspired story. It's just kind of just bland. You go through it, and it's there, but it's not, like, exciting, you know? Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, this, this kind of fits into that category of, I could mistake this for like 10 other games that we've seen previewed so far. Right. right. Um, the good thing is though, that it is, it supposedly plays very well. Uh, and doing the spells, it's all really responsive and, and really cool looking. So I like that idea. Um, the first person shooter with spells things. I like magic stuff and yeah. that, and that sort of thing. So I'm absolutely, if this came out any other, any other time, I probably would have considered picking it up you know, day one, but I got too much on my plate. It's going, it's, it's going in the backlog. Maybe, uh, you know, it'll be a good one for a sale price. You know what I mean? Uh, next up blasphemous two came out on August 24th on PC, PS five, Xbox series X and S and the Nintendo switch. This is the, the return of the, of the penitent one. Um, it's the sequel to the, the first one. It's a, like a Metroidvania kind of souls like, you know, it's got that Dark Souls kind of vibe. Metroidvania, it's a 2D side-scrolling um, gameplay. This one's got new weapons, new moves, and it's just as beautiful looking as the first one. Um, I started, knowing that this was coming out soon, I started the first one not too long ago, but something else came out, and it's got, you know, got moved to the to the back of the bus. But I was enjoying it. Uh, I think it's a really well-made game, the first one, that is. Um, so I'm hearing great things about this new one, just more of the same, you know. Um, do you ever get down with any of those Metroidvanias or anything like that? Not really. Like, I, I could no. play some of those uh, retro-inspired games, like Cave Story and stuff like that. But That's right, yeah. Yeah, not, not exactly into the Metroidvania style. Okay. Yeah, I have a buddy of mine who like gets every single one of them. If it says Metroidvania on there, he's like he's getting it. He's like, I, uh, you know, I, he could put together like a, his top like fifty Metroidvanias like just talking about. It. He's he, he uh, he's a big fan. Um, all right, and then last up, Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon came out August twenty fifth on PC, PS four, PS five, Xbox One, X, and S. Um, this is just you know your your mech combat is from software, so you just got that. But it's very different from any you know it's not a it's not a Soulsborne game. It's just a um, uh, a mech combat game. It's got omnidirectional uh, battles, and then like what's cool, I've seen a lot of really cool ones already. People um, customizing their mechs, and like you get to like add all these different parts, and the parts that you add like there's different weapons um, for like. To suit your play style, different types of movement you could do, where it's like faster doing certain things, and then like different colors. I saw one that made like a Kirby, oh yeah, a Kirby mech. It was like pink. Yeah, um, yeah. It looks. This one is like, I almost bought this one the other day, but I was like, I'm just gonna play these demos that I downloaded instead. But man, I see this is another one. I see like as soon as I see people playing it. And the type of game that it is, it's very different from everything I'm playing right now, where you could sit down, play a chapter, and it's five to ten minutes, you know, and then either, you know, play another one, shut it off, or, or not chapter, but like a part, it's a part of the chapter. Um, 
And then, yeah, you save it and you, you go about your business and you can either play more or not. So I, I don't have anything like that. Everything I'm playing is like this grand thing right now. Yeah. So yeah, this, um, this one's looking great. And I'd love sure. to pick it up sometime down the line when I'm not just mm-hmm. completely balls to the wall. Baldur's yeah. like. But yeah. uh, people, from what I'm seeing in the Gundam community, are loving this because this is all about customizing your mech. So you can create things that are pretty similar to what you see in the different Gundam anime series. Oh, that's sweet. And paint yeah. them up and put emblems on them and things like that. Yeah, yeah, the customization thing looks really cool. And then on top of that, it does what all from software games do best and have these amazingly huge, like, boss battles where, you know, it's just uh, just epic in, in, in scale and everything like that. So, yeah, this one's it's sitting at 87 on Metacritic, man. It's like if it had come out any other time, not sandwiched in between Baldur's Gate and Starfield, there would be a lot more chatter about this one out there in the in the video game community, you know. But um, I think it's it's definitely one that's it, I'll pick up. I, I will absolutely pick up at some point, either either waiting for a sale or if you know I gotta uh, if I get sick of what I'm playing. Uh, the other one that I want to pick up that came out, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when it was set to come out. WrestleQuest finally came out on August 22nd as well. That one's on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, Nintendo Switch. And through uh, Netflix gaming. So I actually thought about, I was like, do I want to play it on my phone? I went and I looked and it's available there. I got Netflix on my phone. It's already, it's there. And I was like, maybe I'll try it. But then, you know, I, I, I haven't yet. But um, WrestleQuest, very excited for that one as well. So, yeah, big week. Even next week, um, let's see, I got a list of the games coming out next week too. Another big one. Um more indie games, though, but ones I'm excited for, like uh, Goodbye Volcano High. It's like uh, dinosaurs in a band. It's like a story game. Uh, sea of Stars, we talked about last week. That comes out on the 29th. And then Under the Waves is one um, that I know a lot of people are excited for. It's like uh, kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be spooky, but it's like you're under, you know, it's like you're in a submarine. You're, you're yeah. scuba diving. That stuff just, I, I instinctively think it's spooky. Um, and then Trine 5, the fifth one of that series. You know, a lot of people are big fans of that game, like for the co-op gameplay and stuff. So, yeah. Um, and then and then the week after that, you you know, we're it's going to be all Starfield that we're going to be talking about. So, um, big things are happening, dude. Big things. There just needs to be more time. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Too much to play. Oof. Too it's much a good complaint to, to have. It really is. Yeah, it's. I do get a little anxiety when I'm just like, especially since you know we're in this position where we want to talk about the things and give our reviews and takes on stuff. Where I'm just like, I need to play it all, but it's it's not it's not happening. We need to hire some more, uh, you know, course gaming news weekly yeah. correspondents. Game to get testers. Through. We can do exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. All right, that's it for our new releases. Um, Let's get into the news. What do you say? Sounds good. News of the week. All right, so Gamescom just took place from Cologne, Germany. This is a big one. Um, And every year they have the the first night of the event, they have their opening night live. This one was hosted by Jeff Keighley. He has a, a role in this. It's not like a huge... Like the Game Awards or Summer Games Fest. It's not like that. We're not doing like tons of big world premieres. But there's a lot of new trailers, new uh, announcements and that sort of thing. So I just want to run through that real fast. Um, you know, anything you want to chat about, just you just jump in and just yell at me. Um, so, yeah, it kicked off with Starfield. We got a cinematic trailer for that. Um, 
it's just, it's building hype, man. I think Starfield is going to be good. The the um the thirty first is the embargo date, so we'll know more soon. But um, I'm excited. I'm getting more and more excited for Starfield. But uh, yeah, they showed that, and then um before we get into it, did you see the the dude that ran up on stage yelling something about GTA Six? Yeah, trying to be a copycat of the dude who did it at the Game mm-hmm. Awards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But nobody cares. And no. Good. No. Yeah, they shut him down real fast. I was like, get out of here. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's just, I got, there's an uh, IGN article that talks about everything that was announced. I'm going to run through it. Um, we saw the Zack Snyder Rebel Moon uh, movie trailer. So now he said there that that's going to be two movies and then a, a game after that. Which the world looks cool, so um, I could definitely, as long as it's good, I could see me getting into that. Uh, we got a Modern Warfare Three uh, gameplay look. It was part of the the campaign. Looked good. Yeah, uh, I'll toss in a little thing that I heard. Um, I think it's been mm-hmm. confirmed that this Modern Warfare Three is running on the exact same like engine as Modern Warfare okay. Two. So there's almost no change between them, and that's probably why you're able to carry forward your weapons and right. skins and things like that, which would have been cool if you could have done that in past Call of Duty titles. But, um, you know, it it's it comes back to that thing where it's just going to feel a little too much the same for me, and I, I feel like I'm probably going to be skipping out on this year of COD. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's going to be like if once... Because like, I'm the same as you. I'm in it for the multiplayer. If it, the multiplayer is fun... Um, and I'll pick it up and, and if, or if I have friends playing it or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think I'm going to have friends playing it and you know, it's just a rehash of, of maps. Now that might be cool, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we got a new trailer for Alan Wake 2. Uh, that's set to come out October 17th. Every time I see a new trailer from that, it looks scarier and scarier. Uh, they talked about season two of Diablo four, uh, season of blood. It's going to have a vampire hunter companion that you can get. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, we got a lot. That was like one of the big things of the show. Mortal Kombat 1 was everywhere at Gamescom. Uh, and they talked about two new fighters, Sindel and General Shao, joining the roster. Got a release date finally for Tekken 8, uh, January 26, 2024. Uh, we'll be seeing more of that on PS5, Xbox, XS, and PC. Um, more about Assassin's Creed Mirage. I feel like, I don't know, you, you've played some of the Assassin's Creed games, right? Yeah. This I don't see any fanfare hype behind this one. Like Probably not. I mean, it's almost coming a a yearly title. And when right. it is so much of the same gameplay, you really have to be invested in that story, and that's probably not a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's some diehard Assassin's Creed fans, but um, I don't know. It just seems just more of the same again. Um, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, they announced a new, um, more about the, uh, Phantom Liberty, uh, uh, DLC pack, basically saying it's going to, you know, Cyberpunk 2.0 is coming out at the same time, and it's just going to be like this, it's going to be a new game, basically, with all the improvements and stuff they had. You going to jump back in for that? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I got into it on PC after playing through it entirely on the PS4, and I just, like, started using mods and seeing what that's like, and... Mm. This will probably break a lot of those mods, I would assume, but mm. uh, I'll give it another go. Yeah, September 26th, that comes out. New district, new story quests, 100-plus new items and weapons, vehicle combat, mounted weaponry. 
Um, so a lot of new stuff being added there. Uh, Sonic Superstars finally got a release date. That's coming out October 17th. Uh, so all those Sonic fans, get ready for that. Do that co-op up to four players uh, playing Sonic. Uh, and then Sonic Frontiers, The Final Horizon. Um, there's a free update coming later this year to that. New game Dustborn was announced from uh, Quantic Dream. It's like another one of those like story games with the weird uh, animated style. This was one of my highlighted games. Thank goodness you're here. Did you see the trailer for this from the yeah. Panic? Uh, from Panic Inc., the guys behind the Untitled Goose game, this weird little creature man gets into all these uh, hijinks. Uh, the, the best part about this trailer for me was the song. I was singing it for like, you know, hours afterwards. Um, that's going to be... Uh, that was going to be exciting. Little Nightmares 3 um, was another big one. This one, I think this one ended up winning the award best game uh, and new trailer uh, at the Gamescom Awards. This one, uh, it's, you know, it's got co-op gameplay in this one. I don't know if the previous ones had co-op. I don't. Th I played the first one and that didn't. I don't know if 2 did. I think 2 did. Okay. Um, so yeah, this one, the trailer showed them, you know, you're, you're going along through this spooky world and, um, yeah, this one, my wife was watching at the time. She was like, this game looks amazing. She was, she's super excited for little nightmares three. I was like, yeah. I think I have at least one of the other two. So I was like, we could get you in there. Uh, another highlight for me, black myth Wukong, the new trailer for this, the gameplay looks, it looks amazing. I'm very much excited for this. It's like a Souls-like game. But, you know, you're a monkey man with a big stick. What could be better, am I right? Right. Um, we got more information about Warhaven, the 16-on-16 uh, 16 16, uh, multiplayer medieval fighting. That one comes out September 21st. So that one, uh, I was like, oh, great, another one of these. And then I watched the trailer. I'm like, I'm playing this game. It looks awesome. Uh, let's see what else is exciting. Um, oh, I'll tell you one that the other one, the highlight for me, Crimson Desert. Did you see this trailer? I'll refresh your memory. It's a, like a, a fantasy world and it's, um, the guy you, you're one part of the trailer. He's riding a horse and he rides a horse off a cliff and then he turns into like a bird or something. Um, it's got this amazing looking sword combat plus like, um, magic involved it looks amazing it looks like i'm like this trailer can't be real because it's doing way too much like it doesn't look like you should be doing all this be able to do all this stuff in the game but you know after playing Baldur's gate 3 it's like anything's possible now you know right uh and then let's see bulletstorm vr got a release date december 14th you can play that you know 12 year old game now in vr uh, Killing Floor 3 was announced. That was a, a new announcement. No one had, uh, no one was uh, aware that that was coming. Uh, we got the reveal for that. You ever play any of those Killing Floor games? No. Me neither. Uh, and then we got some more looks at uh, Armored Core, um, The Crew, Motorfest, Fort Solace, Lords of the Fallen, um, Zenless Zone Zero. That one was interesting. Payday 3. Um, yeah, that was it, really. I mean, a bunch of more stuff that nothing yeah. we really need to go over. But, I got a couple uh, more that I'd throw in on that. Yeah, that hit were, me. They get an asterisk from me on this. Nightingale, uh, do you mm. remember that one we saw announced yes. a while back? Yeah, that one yeah. got 
pushed back again, right? Delayed or whatever, even I think further. So into yeah. February twenty second of twenty twenty four. That's this right. This is the one where you have like portals. It's procedurally yes. generated. So you kind of make the world that you're about to portal into. You choose whether it has dinosaurs or high fantasy creatures, uh, what it's going to look like and things like that. And it, it's got this Victorian era, like you got some simple rifles, but you've also got like a Skyrim style axe yes. in one hand, magic in the other. Yeah, it looks like an amalgamation of so many good games. That's one of those where the more trailers I see of that, I'm, the more I'm like, holy shit, this game looks, it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one that I'd... Uh, Put a note next to is Expeditions. This is a new Mudrunner game. Uh, it's a driving sim. You're, you're really just kind of like, it's a really good physics simulator, and you just happen okay. to be in a truck, I believe. I, yeah, I've never played. They've had those before, right? Oh, like SnowRunner. I never yeah, played Snow that Runner, one. Yeah, SnowRunner, Mudrunner, and, okay. and this is like a, a newer one of those. I've not played those last ones either, but I've been very, very close to pulling the trigger on them. Yeah, you like anything in mud. Mud running, <laughs> mud wrestling. For sure. Mud pies. Um, so yeah, that was all the stuff that was just at that first night thing. And now this is like a, a four or five day event. Uh, and they just kept announcing more stuff. One of the highlights for me was off the grid. Uh, we finally got some information about that. That's the new like Neil Blomkamp um, designed uh, Battle Royale game. It looks fantastic. Yeah, like, cy- cyberpunk style. Yeah, yeah. All the people have like, they have like real like human heads and bodies, but their arms are like robe and they could use yeah. those to grapple or do all sorts of stuff the game we finally got gameplay footage and it looked like i was like well we'll see what the gameplay looks like and it looked good it looked to me it was a little bit slower than some of the other games but um the it looked it looked real nice so that one um was one i was excited for uh we got some gameplay for the new robocop game that one i was like this when that one was first announced i'm like this is just a cash grab it's gonna be like garbage or whatever but they showed the first like level or so and um yeah i mean i'm in i'm a big robocop fan but that's you know i think that's just based on my the era i grew up in you know robocop was awesome i'm sure a lot of people out there right now are like what's a robocop you know and then uh the last one um that i was really excited about this project mugen you see this one it's like kind of again cyberpunky but and it's like also like kind of maybe like a genshin impact kind of style yeah animated the game, uh the game on uh xbox the original xbox that came out around the time of its launch like jet set radio future that's what it gave me some sure yeah it had a very of. similar like animated style um but like the world was a little darker um but that one looks cool it has a lot of different gameplay things there's parts where i just saw an article where they like compared it to they showed like Parts from Sp- Spider-Man. Basically, it looked like it was just ripped right off of Spider-Man with <laughs> the swinging and, like, traversal and stuff. So, but, yeah, those were the other highlights for me. Anything else that, y- that you saw that looked great? Yeah. Uh, first Dwarf. Now, there mm. are, like, another ten of these games out there yeah. where you're the person in the mech suit and yep. you're farming or something. This one looks pretty good. I mean, I'd add it to my list and then we'll see what happens with all these different games. And I'll finally choose one of them that I'll get to play. Yeah, I remember um, when I yeah when I first saw that one, I was like, oh yeah, this is another one of those uh, crafting uh, games that FC is going to be into. Same thing with that Minds of uh, the Minds of Moria, the new Lord of the Rings game, where it's just like Lord of the Rings, but it's just a literal like mining game. Yeah, a little bit of Deep Rock Galactic in yes, there. Yes, very much so. Yes, good call. 
What about uh, Liza P? I didn't play the demo, but you did, didn't you? I did. I did, yes. I'm excited for, for that. That's soon. That's like in like two or three weeks. Um, and that's a Game Pass day one game, so I'll be playing that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for for a lot. But it's, you know, this is all going to be anything coming out soon. It's already got to compete with Starfield in my mind, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, it's, we'll see. You ever play those Payday games? That was the other one that looked interesting. It had like Ice-T talking about it. Not played them, but they, they're pretty cool from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody loves them, but I've never, I've never got in there and, and done anything uh, uh, in in those worlds. But yeah, lots of lots of stuff. I definitely recommend just going to check out, you know, any any of the other footage. There's, uh, you know, IGN has some great lists, um, some other places. But in addition, they also like announced a bunch of like new hardware and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, crazy crazy stuff coming out of Germany this past week. So. Um, but yeah, we should we should move on, shall we? Let's go. We do need to talk about one more thing that came out of Gamescom. This was the uh, the Project Q. Remember this thing, the handheld PlayStation screen thing. Um, that's now the PlayStation Portal. So this is just a screen with a DualSense controller attached to it that you can use to play your PlayStation Five via remote play over Wi-Fi. What are your thoughts? Um, I see a lot of people shitting all over this idea, yes. and I'm I'm not with them on that. I mean, just because it says PlayStation on it doesn't mean you have to buy it or you're expected to buy it. But I can think of a lot of different scenarios, like, you know, your kid wants to play the PlayStation 5, but you like to play PlayStation 5, so it's in the living room. Rather yeah. than carry that console into the other room, give the kid this $200 accessory and... You know, if they don't have a phone or something that they could use alternatively, and you got a nice uh, 1080p, 60 frames per second screen and controller in your hand to play the PlayStation. Right, 5. absolutely. This has its market. It's a very niche item for sure. Um, I think they're expecting just like a one percent attach rate on it. Like they're not expecting much out of this. It's one of those items where it's not. Yeah, you don't need to have it. If if you have some, uh, if you have 200 bucks, that's you know, it's 199.99. And it's something that you could work with, like like you said. Yeah, you got kids that want to watch, like, you know, My Little Pony. You could do your gaming at the same time. Like, I've been using my Steam Deck for that, which it works. But seeing as this is the intent, 100%, it is made specifically to connect to your PlayStation and play games. It's going to work way better than me using my Steam Deck to remote play. Or, or using like a, a, one of those backbone controllers to, to do your remote play through it. There's some things I don't like about it. Um, so it doesn't have Bluetooth. And uh, the reason for that is the next thing I'm going to talk about is the, uh, the Pulse Elite and Pulse uh, Explore headsets that were also announced. Now those, they're these like super fancy like audiophile headsets. I think they're like 150 bucks or whatever. Um, there's one, like an over-the-ear one, which is the um, Pulse Elite. It's a wireless headset. And then there's the Pulse Explorer, which are the earbuds. And now those, they're using this new thing called PlayStation Link. And it's just a, it's a link specifically for the audio to connect to 
your devices. Just that the it's only for PlayStation things, which is cool when they're saying like it also has these headphones also have Bluetooth. So if you get a phone call, you could take your your phone call over the headphones while at the same time playing your you know your PlayStation game or whatever because they're on two different you know two different lines or whatever. So I'm like that's pretty yeah. cool. But I think removing it from the device, the PlayStation Portal, having no Bluetooth, I think that's that's a little weird. You know, that you can't just use, like, I mean, I use these AirPods for everything. I can't just use those. I got to buy special AirPods. It does have, like, a headphone jack, so I could dig out my old wired headphones or whatever and, and use those or my headset for, you know, that I, my gaming headset. Um, and then another thing that, so we've talked recently about the PlayStation Plus being able, you being able to use the um, the cloud. They introduced a new cloud streaming for PlayStation Five games. Um, if you're a PlayStation Plus Premium subscriber, and that is not something featured on here, and I get that for, hmm. you know, to be able to do that, you probably need a lot more components than this one hundred ninety nine dollar item could do, you know. Um, so I get that. That would probably be maybe more three hundred dollars or hmm. whatever. So are you not able to do the cloud titles on the PS5 and stream that to your... Right. Nope. Yeah, only games that are downloaded on your PS5 that you can transmit uh, via remote play. So, uh, like you said it, dude. It definitely has a market. I think it's going to sell better than people expect. Um, especially, you know, it's a $200, it's a beautiful screen. I mean, the head, the, I mean, those, those controllers to buy them in the store are 70 bucks alone, you know? So you're yeah. getting a $70 controller with a beautiful screen on there that you can play your games while your kids watch a movie. What more do you need? Right? Right. All right. Next up, it's been a while since we talked about the Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger um so there's some new things happening they recently resubmitted new terms to the cma in in the uk now if you're not familiar with what's happening here so the competitions and markets authority in the uk um they said no that this this merger acquisition whatever couldn't go through because of the it would create a you know a monopoly basically within the cloud um, you know, cloud gaming market. So to appease the gods of CMA, um, the Microsoft has resubmitted new terms. And, and what those are is they signed a deal with Ubisoft to sell the cloud streaming rights for all current and new Activision, Blizzard, PC and console games released over the next 15 years uh, the rights will be in perpetuity. So basically, um, you know, the, Ubisoft can take these games and put them basically anywhere, anywhere they choose on their cloud, using their cloud service. Um, now, this is only in the UK. It's uh, just to, you know, appease that market over there. I had no idea what I'm like, so confused about what any of this meant. And I was like, okay, I don't know. And I read more about it, and I'm like, okay, I think I have a better idea. But basically it said, uh, here, I'll just read this little, this paragraph. Um, so Microsoft said that under the restructured buyout, it will not be in a position either to release Activision Blizzard games exclusively on X 
Xbox Cloud Gaming or exclusively control the licensing terms of Activision Blizzard games for rival services, opening the possibility of Activision Blizzard games appearing on PlayStation and Nintendo consoles on cloud gaming services. Ubisoft can now commercialize the distribution of the games via cloud streaming, including to Microsoft itself. Uh, Ubisoft will buy the cloud streaming rights to Activision games through a one-off payment and through a market-based wholesale pricing mechanism, including an option that supports pricing based on usage. And then they'll have the ability to license out the, to third parties the cloud streaming rights to the games under any business model of their choosing. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, Ubisoft will control where they want these cloud games to to go which is interesting that you know we could see you know call of duty on you know through the cloud on it's going to be on on ubisoft plus you know it's going to be just there yeah or um you know it'll be on nintendo switch through their clouds it's weird i don't know i don't know how it's going to work yeah that'd be pretty interesting i kind of wonder if this isn't a little strategic on microsoft's part if Ubisoft, if their system happens to run on the Microsoft Azure platform, are they still getting paid for like this data going back and forth? Yeah, the whole thing. It definitely seems like, I mean, everybody wins with this. It's you would seem like so. Microsoft gets to divest to meet this, you know, the whatever the CMA wants, and at the same time, this is building up Ubisoft. You know, their their cloud market um, hugely. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. Um, so the CMA, they did say, uh, this is not a green light. We will carefully and objectively assess the details of the restructured deal and its impact on competition, including in light of third-party comments. Uh, our goal has not changed any future decision on this new deal would ensure that the growing cloud gaming market continues to benefit from open and effective competition, driving innovation and choice. Um so yeah, it's uh, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but you yeah. know, it, it's been weird from the start. I don't know why the cloud gaming portion was their hangup in the first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know either. No one else seemed to really have uh, an issue with it except the the CMA over there in the UK. But um, yeah, it looks like it's getting we're getting closer. Uh, you know, every time we talk about this, seems like we're one step closer to this becoming a sure thing. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll have to wait and see more what this means. Is it like all Activision games that are, you know, on the cl available on the cloud? Will they be um, available, like, right away? Or will they have to, like, wait a period of time? Like, there's so many questions that we still have no answer to. So, yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, soon, pretty soon, within the next couple months, I think we're going to have a, a done deal. All right, another new pretty crazy idea as well. Uh, this one out of Epic Games. So they announced this new program basically to get more titles as Epic Games exclusives. So they're offering, it's called the Epic First Run Program. Uh, it's an opt-in exclusivity program for third-party developers. And what it does, it instead of the, the current deal, which is 88% revenue, um, they would get... 100% revenue in the first six months on the Epic Game Store being exclusive to the Epic Game Store. So, um, 
that's crazy. A hundred percent revenue, uh, oh, yeah. right up for six months. And I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of people take them up on this. I mean, because steam takes 30 to 40%. That's what I found doing a little research on it. So you want 30 to 40% of your earnings back, just yeah. go to Epic for a year and you're still going to sell a lot. Right. And if your game is something that people want to go for, they will go and get Epic games for it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a win for the developers. It's a win for Epic to build competition against steam, which I'd like to remind people is a good thing. Um, you know, Steam used to be a lot better back in the day as far as these sales and things like that. And some more pressure from Epic and other competitors might, you know, get us back to that. Really, really good deals on things. Right. Yeah. It's 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 hard for me because so being a Steam Deck owner, I like the ease and accessibility of just buying a game on Steam and just having it there. Like I can play games through Epic on there. There's a bit of a workaround, but, you know, it, it ultimately gets there. Um yeah, and at the same time, I don't like having to go multiple places to get games, but that's just a small yeah. pet peeve, you know. You're right, though. Competition is good, drives the, you know, pricing, and um, for something like this, when you're giving these developers full 100% revenue for a period of time, it, there is no downside. You know, it just depends on that market share. Yeah, if, if you think you're going to lose too much by not offering it, through basically steam is really you know the, because they can still offer it through their you know their own like web page or something like that you know yeah. however they can do it that way but um yeah it's it's interesting i i think it's uh it's a win-win for everybody involved and uh it, it will increase some sort of competitive nature maybe coming out of out of steam or whatever so yeah this starts um the program's open to developers and publishers with registered Epic Games developer accounts uh, and products launching on or after October 16th. So, yeah, pretty soon we'll get to see if um, how many how many people you think like you think this is going to affect um, some some big titles or you think it's going to be mostly for you know smaller indie titles. I mean, there are just by the nature of there being there are way more smaller titles so you're yeah. going to see that more of that but i mean i don't see anything saying that microsoft couldn't take advantage of this why be exclusive to the whatever it is on pc like the microsoft xbox store their own why not put it over there on epic um for the first year and take 100 percent of the profit and not have to pay anything to actually distribute it out to people yeah yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, you could definitely see, um, especially yeah, that twelve percent adds up. You know that that you're getting back. Um, so, and then after that first six months, then it does go back to that eighty-eight twelve uh, distributions. So, but after six months, like you know, that's that's the big, that's when the sales are. That first six months, you know, after that you'll get a trickle here and there, but you're not. It's not going to make or break anything. You know that. Yeah. After that point. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what this means and who the first few games that, that do take them up on this deal are. Um, yeah, pretty cool. All right. It is the end of an era. Charles Martinet will no longer be the voice behind Mario. He um, he was I don't, he was fired. I don't know if he was fired. Stepped down. It's real vague when we get there about what why he left it didn't seem like he it was of his choosing 
but I don't know. There's there was really I scoured the internet looking for um, a reason why he left because the last thing we heard from him was he was upset with the casting of Chris Pratt as um, as Mario. So uh, uh, I'd never seen that he was upset. As uh, I'd always seen that people were upset on yeah. his behalf, but I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, he like he was still in the he was in the Mario movie, did a bunch of other voices, but yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Nintendo uh, released a statement saying Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario and Nintendo games for a long time, as far as back as the Super Mario uh, Super Mario sixty four. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. Uh, with this transition, he will be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, but he'll continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. Uh, it's been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years. And we want to thank and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, uh, which we will post at a future date. Uh, and Charles said... Um, my new adventure begins. You are all number one in my heart. Woo hoo. So, yeah. Are you sad? sad I day. have, like, no attachment to oh. this man. I, I don't care that much. Um, Listen, protect Mario, protect. for me, had no voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get canceled now that I've said that. You just pretend. Just pretend that... Uh, but, yeah, he um, his relationship with Nintendo began in 1994. He voiced several... Roles in Super Punch-Out for the SNES, and his first lines as Mario uh, were in Mario Teaches Typing later that year. Um, so, yeah, it's immediate. He's no longer going to be uh, in – he was not in Super Mario Wonders. He's not in any of the upcoming – like the WarioWare because he also did Wario and Luigi and I think Luigi. Um, and, yeah, he's been removed from, from all those games, and now he's just the, the Mario Ambassador. So yeah, I don't know. He's getting no, he's getting up there. I didn't know if it was like, you know, um, a health oh, you thing, like an age thing, an age thing. Not that yeah, they fired him because he was too old. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll uh, in the you know the dark side of Nintendo documentary in 20 years, <laughs> we'll find out that he had some like uh, some you know. I'm not even gonna say anything. No, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> Um, let's move on. Uh, a brand new console was recently announced. This one, super powered juggernaut. This one, oof, I can't believe it. I can't believe they're finally able to achieve such, um, such a super powered video game console. Just kidding. It's the Atari 2600, a modern day faithful recreation of an atari 2600 you ever have one of these or was this before your time no i mean it, it was before my time but i i ended up getting one down the line a little bit yeah yeah i had one when i remember like my father i mean i was very young my father brought home a, a 2600 uh and then we had the 7800 so yeah we were definitely an atari family so this one it's pretty interesting so it's coming out november 17th for $129.99, uh, and it comes with 10 games and the CX40 Plus joystick controller. Um, yeah, it's got uh, an HDMI output, USB power, and multiple screen resolutions for your Atari games. 
One thing that struck me as, as odd is they got so it comes with one cartridge. Now it uses the cartridges still, so it's still you can you if you have Atari cartridges, you can play them in this thing. But the thing that like the thing that comes with is one cartridge with ten games on it. That's what like it's like a uh, hundred KB. <laughs> like it's yeah. like one one hundredth or one one thousandth of the library. But it, even just like the size, like it's one probably one megabyte. Like did they could have put. A thousand Atari games on one cartridge. You know, I yeah. get what they're doing because you got to come back. You got to buy more collections and that sort of thing. But still, man, ten. The games are um, Adventure Com- or Adventure Combat, Dodge'em, Haunted House, Maze Craze, Missile Command, Real Sports Volleyball, Surround, Video Pinball, and Yars Revenge. Um, and like I said, yeah, it works with all twenty six hundred and seventy eight hundred Atari games, and. Um, Another thing that's cool is that you could buy a uh, the paddle controller. You're going to have one of those um, things. It's going to be $39.99. You could buy, and that comes with a four-in-one multi-game cartridge with Breakout and a couple other games on there. Canyon Bomber, Night Driver. Yeah, I, I love that this was from an era where the games were so simplistic, and the first of their kind, you can just call it combat. Yeah. Yeah, combat was a great game too. Um, is yeah, it's so weird. There's still, I mean, I bought one of those. You know, those ones that was like the plug and play things where you yeah. just plug it into the television and it has all the games on there. I got the paddle one of that, and I was playing Warlords. That was a game that, like, you know, me and you, it was like a multiplayer game. You play with a couple people, and it's like Breakout, but you got to like protect your base. It's a great game. Yeah. The well. It's good that you mentioned those, because the fact that those exist, and in this era of gaming, things like emulation and stuff existing, my question mark to this when I saw it was like $130, yeah. is why make this? And, and the answer is money, but but why? Yeah, yeah, just n- people with too much money, and n- like nostalgia, nostalgia right now is a big seller. Like, you're seeing people our age that are getting good jobs have you know no kids and have all this money and they're like man you know remember playing the nintendo or the atari and they're like oh yeah let's go buy one of these so it's definitely i'm interested to see what yeah how this moves product it's 130 bucks for an atari now you probably can't get a regular atari like an atari for less than 100 bucks because of the you know that's true the retro uh you know market is pretty booming now too oh yeah so yeah. Um, quick quote from the CEO of uh, the company, Wade Rosen. He said, preserving classic games is a priority for Atari, and the release of the Atari 2600 Plus will make the hundreds of Atari 2600 and 7800 games that have been released over the last 50 years universally accessible. And Plyon's approach to a quality recreation of iconic Atari hardware made them the perfect partner to bring the Atari 2600 Plus to market. So... Yeah, we gotta go find that uh, that ET uh, burial site. Just, oh, God, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, ET. man. I hope if anything good comes out of this, it'll be we'll bring back like wood panels to consoles. Yeah, exactly. all this new modern stuff is oh, garbage. We need wood. That's a good point. Can you imagine if the PlayStation Five had just it was just wooden paneled? Uh, yeah, it'd be so much better. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Wood. Well, this is this is where we another one of these good ideas you have wood paneled game consoles i'm writing it down dude we're gonna make a million cents million cents (laughs) off of this one all right um that's it that's all i got 
we're at or we're just about a you know under an hour that was i was shooting for under an hour and we did it so i'm proud you got anything else you want to talk about before we uh we still got time now we're good that that was so much we got through today it was my mouth hurts i need more drinks i need i need beer that's what i need oh yeah i think i have a problem all right thanks for checking out this episode of gaming news weekly um you know every monday you can find us fruit lab youtube podcasts go subscribe anywhere you find us you'll get those episodes right bam right then you don't even need to look for them you just have them you know what i mean um you can find us at fruit lab it's a great website where you could post video game content watch video game content and earn pips it's a cryptocurrency and with that you could do so many things what that is i don't know but you go buy your next game go to fruit lab and find out um you can also find us on youtube i'm at pop culture playground it's where you can find this show on youtube uh you can check out full clips over at game facts g-a-m-e-f-a-x uh, he's also on twitch occasionally you play Baldur's gate on twitch no man this this is one's for me okay, okay. nudity on in other words <laughs> yeah yeah penis which penis did you go with um that's I think the question a, the standard one. oh standard a yeah sure um wait uh sorry <laughs> full clip underscore uh fl uh for that this is the one that like i keep finding myself watching content because it's one like mm-hmm. you could get so many ideas of how to handle you know areas uh, a little yeah. outside the box so it's no no gameplay is the same it's really cool um and then you can find us on instagram tiktok out there you know putting out the you know the best bits of every week's episode of gaming news weekly and uh, yeah, podcasts. Go check us out on any podcast service you find. Just type in GNW, and uh, every Monday you'll get some get some news right in your ear holes. What's that? What else? We're still we still got time. That's We're it. under an hour still. You <laughs> want to tell me more about which penis you chose? Baldur's Gate three. I could talk for hours on that. I know. I know. Let's uh, let's go uh, let's go play some Baldur's Gate. Have you tried playing with anybody yet? No, I'm getting ready to though. Trying to get my wife and figure out this whole land connection thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, we. I played over the internet um, with a friend. Like, so you got to start a new character to do that, so that they're not permanently part of your party. But um, it worked flawlessly. Very surprisingly, nice. it worked so well. So um, yeah, we only did it once, and and it was a blast. Um, and it was nice to make a new character. It was kind of like my throwaway character. I made like a giant dragonborn wizard. Um, yeah. And they made a, uh, a tiny, like, half person, uh, whatever. I've decided I'm going to do, like, probably, like, a halfling bard or something on this next one. Well, there you go. Yeah, go weird. Love it. All right. Well, thanks so much for checking out this episode. We'll see you next week with more Gaming News Weekly.